Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical rereads podcast, a 17th shard series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Unlike the traditional reread style, we won't be going through each book chapter by chapter, but instead we'll be looking at different themes and the placement of the books within the wider Cosmere. Each Span Reads series will bring you four episodes. The first three, Reactions and Retrospectives, Character Relationships, and Magic System Use in the Story, will be spoilers for that book and prior books in the series. Then we'll cap things off with a full spoiler Cosmere episode. Today we will be talking about Shadows of Self. Joining me is Jess. Hello, I am Lady Lameness. Ian. Hey, I'm Mirror Rider. Rosemary. Hello, I'm K-Myth. And Ben. Hello, you guys know me as Overlord Jeebus. And I am Michelle, or First Rainbow Rose. This episode will be spoilers for Mistborn Era 1, The Alloy of Law, and Shadows of Self. Today, of course, we're starting with the recap and retrospectives. Book opens with a scene of some dude who's the governor's brother throwing a party so that he can, like, sell off his his uh, vote because he's that kind of asshole. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that kind of jerk. And then shots fired, everyone dies, he runs to the safe room, and then he gets his throat slit. That is the pro that that is like the opening shot. Uh, we did have a prologue with Wax and Lessie, which was also good. Just gives you some more background on them. But that's really what kicked off the action of the book. Um, then we then we cut to Wax. Wax is waxing around, doing his thing, going after some guy called the Marksman with, with Wayne and Marcy, helping him out. Steris is like, take care of my sister. And he's like, she's not coming along. And Steris is like, have you met my sister? She's coming along. And Marcy drives. So yes, she's coming along. So they do the thing. They catch the guy. Wayne, Wayne's all over the place to actually catch the guy because that is what Wayne does. And then he, then the guy is killed before they can question him. And Wax and, and uh, Wayne run around trying to find, leave Marcy behind. Oops, there's the guy. Come back to check to make sure the dude is dead. And Marcy shoots him, boom, and loses her hearing for a while, which is very funny. Things continue. Um, Wax winds up getting hired because of the, the opening scene where a bunch of people died. They want to figure out what happened. So he starts investigating and it's screwy. And someone's going to try and kill the governor at some point. And it's really screwy. And he goes to a party and he meets Milan, who is as usual, awesome. And he gets taunted by this person named Bleeder. He gets a lot of information from Condra and has a little chat with Harmony at some point in the book, which was fun. There's a lot of shenanigans as they try to figure out who Bleeder is because they know she's Palm, a Chondra. Wax does not know who she really is. So they're running around in circles. Marisi saves the governor's life with her cadmium bubble and nobody knows it and apparently she's okay with that i would have been screaming like hey i wasn't just standing there dudes i am an alamancer and every once in a while i am useful so but no they, they just slide past that they continue we get into the sander lanch everything is happening one after another wax gets the crap beaten out of him over and over and over again because that is how wax do they finally figure out oh no palm is the governor and has been all along there's a, a chase through the, the buildings on the rooftops 
and wax corners bleeder the bridge i figure out that bleeder is lessy far sooner than wax does and i'm sitting here reading the book for the very first time yelling at wax going do you not understand what's going on and he didn't i haven't a clue what's going on here but i'll act like i do man's a little slow sometimes he shoots her and then he realizes and it's very sad, and Brandon punches us all in the fields, and we live happily ever after. Except Wax doesn't. The end. What were you guys excited about? What did you remember before getting started? This book is very well done. It isn't my favorite of Era 2, because I, I, I love the adventure of bands a bit more. The different books of Era 2 are all genres of pulp. Like, yeah, and this one, it's the the political thriller, I guess. I was gonna say it's the tragedy, but uh, political thriller, yeah, it's also the yeah. thriller. tragedy, not a <laughs> genre of pulp. <laughs> <laughs> Some, okay, yeah, I, I don't know enough about pulp to say it's a definite. <laughs> I remembered the scene at the end where they're on the bridge, and it's real sad, and I just I remember the setting. God, it's it's such a good scene, but I just love the amount of description Brandon gives to allow you to paint the world that is happening around that scene with all of the the riots happening, and uh, it's so good. I legitimately couldn't remember which book was which, so <laughs> I was like, legitimately, they're kind of combined together, so I was like, is this the book with this scene or with this scene? So mostly I was excited to figure out which book each scene comes from and i read them back to back and they're still too blurred together to remember <laughs> yeah brandon has no one to blame but himself for that for releasing the books like two months apart or i mean it three. wasn't brandon's decision no that was 100 percent. Oh, no, no 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 here's the thing here's the thing brandon wrote ends of mourning before he wrote shadows of self like legitimately it makes sense that they're kind of one book because yeah he wrote the second book before he wrote the first book so of course they're kind of all blurred together they were written back to back and aside from being structured as two books they're one book they, they do fit together very well yeah, yeah. yeah. makes me yeah. even more excited to to see where he goes with Bloss Metal, because oh, yeah. I see him pull some threads, threads back. But. One of the things I was excited about was Staris becoming more of an actual character, because it's like, Staris, it's like, we don't get a lot of her in Alloy, and oh. we still don't get a ton of her in Shadows, but we're, we start to get more, enough to see like, oh wait, Staris seems cool, I wish we got more of her. Pretty much anything with Melon because Milan is amazing. The part where it's like she like opens her chest and turns her like flesh translucent <laughs> and like talks in old timey speak um, oh. and just thoroughly confuses the governor. Oh, uh, no, it's not the governor. It's Aaron. He becomes Aaron. governor later. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the head of the, the precinct or something. <laughs> uh, her comments about him snoring were absolutely <laughs> what cracked me up the hardest. And he's just yes. like, that's metaphorical, right? And then later on, Milan is like, yeah, I was having to spy on this guy. Man snores louder than you would believe. It's humanly <laughs> possible. 
So fun fact about Arundel. Um, I always pronounce it wrong. I pronounce it Arundel because of the fact that uh, he is based on a real person. Mm-hmm. So Goradel from Era 1 is one of Brandon's friends. He has a nephew named Aaron. This is the inspiration for Aradel. He is one of my best friends and is part of my weekly gaming group. So I all the time, like, I feel... I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, who's this Arendelle guy that they're talking about? What happened to Arendelle? Oh, it's the same person. <laughs> See, I also pronounce it Arendelle a lot of the time because in Frozen, the kingdom is called That's Arendelle. That's what I thought that was true. So what I was excited for is I always remember Shadows of Self as like being the most emotional book, like the one that really tugged. Fans of Morning I found is, is quite fun and adventurous and Alloy of Law has a lot of like groundwork to build. So I remember being emotionally connected most to Shadows of Self. So I was really excited to kind of go back on that emotional roller coaster. It was like that again and I was very happy. Some of the scenes in this book, I completely forgot how much Brandon sets it up to hurt us later because there's just scenes where Wax is talking to people about Palm and how he doesn't know anything about Palm and how he wishes that he knew more about who she was. I'm like, oh, Brandon, Brandon, you're killing me. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the things with his his books is the second read is always a completely different experience than the first one because you get to go back and find all of the clues that he left because you de- you never catch them all the first time. You don't even necessarily catch them all the second time. It takes a while. And and that's one of the fun things about reading, reading. And that's one of the things that I was excited about is what were the little clues that I missed the first couple times around and 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 gathering them up and petting them and putting them on their little stools. You know, I've said it before, Era 2, Mistborn is, my. these are my favorite Brandon books. So, you know, give me an excuse to reread them and I'll keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Something that I was surprised about is my memory of the riots and the discontent in the city with the workers. I thought it was much more subtle in my brain from when I had read it before. And reading it this time, it's it's really there. It is really prominent. And I love how it just builds throughout the entire book. But I really thought it was so much subtler before and then rereading. It's like, oh no, it's it's right there. Yeah. So yeah, it starts straight away with the the Wax and Wayne, like when their first that first chase scene at the beginning of the uh, of the book, uh, they go into the 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 poor area, and it's just immediately like people are not happy with the way things are, like straight off the bat. And that's like Wayne takes like you know joins in with the group by also complaining about the government, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's right there, and it just yeah it builds over the book, and it just keeps going. It's beautifully done too. Like mm. just the way that the tension is slowly built, but you really feel the tension. And it's funny because I think it's a great example of showing how Wax is not exactly connected with the rest of the world. Because mm. 
for him, it's just in the background. It's like, oh, it's a thing, whatever. But Marasi is a little bit more of a of the people person. So she's going, no, no, guys, this is this is not good. And Wax is like, nah, it's fine, it's fine, it's not my issue. And she's going, no, it's, it's everyone's your issue. Good. And yeah. And it's just beautiful. It's a great, subtle thing for like characters and showing the the different characters and the different like backgrounds. I do really like in this book, and not to touch very much at all on the next book, but it shows just how privileged and oblivious waxes to mm -hmm. the problems oh, of yeah. society because he has so much privilege and has never really had to deal with any of that and the the way <laughs> that he responds in regards to the the rioters and the the discontent in the city really shows that and and it's it's more interesting because he spent 20 years out in the roughs living like yeah. a normal person more or less uh with with extra powers and being all all copy and stuff but he still he wasn't using his privilege then he was still insulated by it somewhat but you would think that he would have a better hook into things and i think he assumes that he has a better hook into things than he actually does and it's it's a revelation for him to learn that oh no there's stuff going on that you haven't been paying attention to buddy I actually disagree with something that you just said about how he doesn't use or have his privilege out there because I totally think he does because he plays into the idea mm, of the yeah. the gentleman uh, lawmaker and like he does set himself apart from everyone else and still tries to have that barrier and he thinks that it's just the the way he wants to do it so that people acknowledge him and remember him and know that he's going to help. But I, I very much think that subconsciously, like this is coming from his privileged background and the reason yeah. that he kind of wants to do it to begin with is is because of that privilege. And I think the prologue with Lassie shows that so well where she just laughs at him and just thinks he's being ridiculous with it all because he kind of is. He doesn't use as much of it as oh, yeah. he could have had access to. It's toned but, down. But it insulates him a, a bit more than he thinks it does. I think he thinks he understands everyone when he really doesn't always. He understands criminals. Because he spent a lot of effort in learning how to understand criminals. But he doesn't necessarily understand some of the, the stuff every normal person. folks worry about. Don't necessarily help him understand the people of Ellendale. Because, like, it, it, different pressures, like, lots more people in Ellendale. It's like, the dynamics are different. Yeah, I really liked the that part where um, we see Lessie kind of uh, make fun of Wax for being the whole gentleman lawman thing because in Alloy of Law we hear about him. He's the gentleman lawman. He went around. He was always wearing his suits and his cravats and and then yeah, then Leslie just like laughs at him and kind of shows us as like no, they all thought he was like a weirdo loser for constantly dressing like that, <laughs> and uh, he wasn't quite the as suave as maybe we first thought him out to be. Oh yeah, uh, that's like one that. thing that happens a lot in this book is the uh, suave thing that they he set up in book one he absolutely destroys how did you take him down well i he was in the bathroom wasn't he 
I mean, <laughs> like, book one sets him up as being this fantastic person. You know, he stumbled into it a little bit, but book two, like, that opening is fantastic because it does. It shows you he is just messing up left and right. <laughs> well, and it shows you that he started out not having the slightest idea what he was doing. But he again, he spent 20 years out there and he eventually did get to the point that we see him as in Alloy. But it's it's reminding us that he earned that. It's giving you that background of Wax did not always rule the world the way he likes to to swagger around and look like he does. He Once upon a time, yeah. he was a giant dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> wax wasn't always wax. <laughs> he, he didn't always have the God-given license to kill, you know. He mm -hmm. earned that eventually. Once upon a time, he couldn't shoot straight. <laughs> <laughs> so was there anything that you guys forgot about that you were like, oh yeah, when you came to it? Yes, there was a few things. Um, because I was so focused on the the emotional storyline, like through line of the book, which is for me is is Wax's journey to kind of he's being messed with by uh, Paul, and he doesn't know what's going on. I kind of forgot everything else in the book, <laughs> and I know this is probably going to sound like people are going to crucify me for this. I forgot Milan was even a thing. <laughs> I, I completely forgot Milan was a character when she turned up at the no. party. I was like, I don't remember Palm turning up at this party. Like this is so weird. What's this random lady? And then I was like. Oh my god, I completely forgot about Milan. And so, uh, yeah, that, that had a great payoff because it meant I could uh, reintroduce myself to Milan. There She's wasn't amazing. anything major I forgot. It, it was like, there were some parts in like the early parts of the ending where it's like, it that I didn't quite remember. Like, like when Palm captured Wayne and that whole bit. But that's such a minor thing that it kind of makes sense that I forgot it. But all the ma big things I remember. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of in a similar position in that I've I, I had read it enough times before that it a lot of it sticks better in my mind. Um, so there's there wasn't any really big surprises other than maybe a few little scene details here and there. Like, oh, I forgot that line. That was pretty good. That sort of thing. Something that I forgot is just how much that Marisai comes into her own in this book and how much she, she doesn't, it's not that she distances herself from Wax, but she really becomes her own person separate to what Wax is doing. And I love that. Like I really love how much growth there has been in her character and where her character has gone as well. Like she wants the same thing as Wax in terms of wanting to stop crime, but she has a completely different take. And I'm really glad that she didn't kind of lose that throughout this book or like through the crossover between the books. Like she did go her own way to try and do it the way that she thinks is going to be the better way instead of just following what Wax is doing, even if she decides to 
do it on her own. She didn't do that. And I really like that. I love the character development in this book for Marisai so much. More on that in the next episode. The the riots are at the end and particularly the the scene where they're talking, uh, listening to the governor and it's not working. And there was just this amazing line that I found so funny because of what Brandon's said about Kelsier and his uh, predisposition and how he does go down that psychopath, sociopath route with who he actually is. And there's just this line, long ago, the survivor had pushed a city to the brink of destruction, then channeled that fury into a rebellion that have overthrown a millennium-long dictatorship. Every student learned of those days, but Marisai had read the detailed accounts, including of the night when it had all come to a head. She could imagine it had been a night very much like this one, only instead of the survivor, this time it had been induced by a psychotic murderer. (laughs) 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 Oh, Marisai! Marisai, you don't know! (laughs) You don't know, Marisai! You... I I cracked up at that line. I found it so funny. One other thing that I was excited about was um, I've had a very big problem with the way that the way that Harmony treats uh, Wax Mm. throughout all of Era Two, and I've had this conversation many times with Ian, and Ian's always said, "Just reread." I don't. He's like, "You're like, I don't think you're remembering the reasoning correctly." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll do. I'll wait to my reread, and then come to final judgments." And I came Mm. to my final judgments, and I'm still (laughs) mad at. The harmony for how he should so, so I, I put a note in here for us to discuss the the ethics of shard plottings in Excellent. uh in the, in episode four because we've had some comments in on um, the murphy episode uh about how crappy harmony was and so i would i want to dig into that a little more yeah awesome. uh, i will say at the end of shadows of self i am very angry with her oh, yeah. recontextualize things for me i i'm apparently weird because at the end of it i'm like even the first time i was like oh that's so sad but i was not upset with <laughs> harmony i was like okay that sucks but he wouldn't have been able to do what he needed to if he had the full answer. It might be because I don't care very much about Wax as a character, so don't have much of an emotional <laughs> emotional response to things that are happening to him. But I definitely read that uh, read that scene and was like, wow, that's awful. Okay, let's move on. And just like didn't have any emotional response besides, yeah, that's not a good thing to do, but okay. Thank you for watching. You can find us at 17thshard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun you could ever want. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe on YouTube. And you can also support us on Patreon. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.